Hi everyone, this is Jadusha V Shines. And, and this is Sharon Gardner of Core of Life. And we are presenting another edition of Wellness Wednesday to you, sponsored by the Natural Hair Weekly and powered by Naha. Naha being everything and every anything and everything natural, natural active, active, healthy, and awake. And awake. Stay woke, people. Uh, we're going to be continuing our conversation on from last week where we was uh, focused with a focus on nourishment versus punishment. And this time we'll be focusing on children. Right. Mm -hmm. And a good lead up to that would be, we had some questions from last week's podcast where one of the listeners wanted to know, um, she had recently babysat for a friend and she prepared a meal and the children didn't like it. So it was a bit too late to go out and um, get something from a restaurant. So she gave them cereal and um, she wanted some advice in terms of what yeah like basically um, what can you do when it comes to feeding children that are your friends or family relatives but not your own so how do you how do you get around that I think as well as your own but because yeah. she's an auntie and she doesn't mm. have children of her own she's coming yeah. from an auntie perspective yeah yeah and I think um, one of the things what I think is important in this area is that you don't put so much emphasis on health or trying to cook something that's healthy when it comes to children. Instead, you give them an explanation of what you're doing and try and make it fun and creative. Mm. So um, if I take my own experience with my son when he was younger, um, he, he loves, he's just a superhero fan. He just loves superheroes. So I would always use the analogy of the superheroes within, I would feed them the superheroes within him and I would I would call them his little um, Pac-Man. And the way that we get rid of a little ghost in there is by feeding him all the really, the, those great super boosting foods, you know, and then I'd make him a smoothie. And maybe the smoothie would be green, and if it's green, I'd say, okay, this is either gonna be your Incredible Hulk smoothie or one of your Ninja Turtle smoothies. And if it's a Ninja Turtle, he could choose his corresponding, corresponding straw that went with his favorite character at that time. <laughs> And then I sneak in little little bits of um, vegetables in there that he wasn't particularly keen on, but because I kind of disguised it with the fruits and stuff, the sweetness, then he'd drink it up. Yeah. So, you know, but you've got to be creative. You've got to talk to him. So rather than say, eat this or drink this because it's good for you, I say, right, so the reason why we're going to eat this is because when we eat, for example, the little trees, like broccoli trees, you know, these, these, these are what's going to help really super boost your little Pac-Man to keep your Pac-Man healthy and get rid of all the nasties, you know, yeah. the little ghosts and stuff in the body. So you, you got, I mean, depends on the age as well. Obviously, he was young mm. and that worked for him. You know, as the children get older, you can be creative. You can get them involved in the kitchen with you. So, you know, uh, uh, most kids like pizza. So if you can have some, like, um, make some dough, prepare it in advance and freeze it. Really easy to defrost and um, and ready to make your pizza when you're ready. And one of the good things about that, you can sneak some, like, healthy whole grain um, wheat and stuff like that into, mix it with the the white wheat so it's not just just one type of flour in there. So you, you already made that, created a really nice, healthy base without, without them even having to know that. Okay, mm. so you don't tell them it's it's a healthy base. You say let's make some pizza. Yeah. And when you give them a few different toppings to go on top, if you really, if you really got, you know, if you really want to get down in the kitchen, you make your own sauce. You know, make your own tomato sauce to go on top. Then you you cut up maybe no more than two, three maximum toppings because you don't want the pizza to be way down. 
and then you know as um if you are a dairy eater if you eat cheese i would i would opt for non-cow dairy so i'd go for like buffalo mozzarella or i'd go for some goat cheese or some alternative rather than cow because you know research has shown that goat cheese for example is nearer to human milk than cow so that be um, an alternative on occasion if you are lactose intolerant just bear that in mind yeah. but a little bit of that if you do eat dairy then that would be a better um, option to have on the pizza than maybe you know the other version excellent i always tell my five year young like this is going to make you so smarter than you've ever been before. It's going to make you a genius. And she's like, really? She'll lap it up. And also, yeah. it's key, like, hiding ingredients. So when I make a porridge, for instance, mm -hmm. I'll put a little sprinkle of the maca powder in there, yeah. a little sprinkle of the flaxseed, yeah. um, you know, ground flaxseed yeah, in yeah. there, and then the coconut palm sugar yeah. rather than a refined sugar. Yeah. And, uh, you know, maybe a dash of nutmeg or cinnamon and a little drop of vanilla and it just hurts mm, so good so what it is we haven't told them it's healthy mm. but we've given them something they like and we've just incorporated the healthy components in there right so yeah. let's not focus on the health aspect of it so much and just make it fun make it creative and know that you're feeding them like really nourishing and it's got a nice uh, yeah. slow release for them for the day. And the key, yeah. the, the key factor here is is that if you feed your children um, with a focus of nutrition and nourishment, mm. that's a nice slow release of energy. So mm. they don't get hungry. When we give them junk, you know, it's they just want to eat, eat, eat all mm. the time. That's mm. because there's no release of energy. There's no life force mm. in the food. When but there's loads of preservative and shelf life, there's no life force. There's barely any life force in the in the content of those foods. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. So that's why when there's no life force in the food or nu no nutritional value, you tend to want to keep snacking and picking and picking and, and looking for that sugar high. Mm. But yeah, so just bear that in mind as well. Yeah. So I, I personally, with the to answer to that question. I wouldn't um, be so hard on yourself. I would definitely, it's trial and error, you know, but you, you haven't got the children around you all the time. So make it fun, make it creative, find out what they like to eat. I mean, maybe, you know, compromise a little bit. But, you know, it's just, yeah, just don't be so hard on yourself. Yeah, and just follow your gut. Be creative, have fun with it. Mm. You, you know, when we stress about things, we imbibe that energy into whatever we're doing. Mm. So just have a light heart with whatever you're going into, mm. you know, and it can really, it, you'd be so surprised when you lighten your heart and you go into things with an I can do this attitude. Solutions and ideas do come. And I think I think when they're they're not your they're actually not your children and you they're in your care for that period of time, you can make it a bit more stressful on yourself than you need to because mm. you want to make sure you're doing the best for them. But at the same time, you want to just just lighten up a little bit, I'd mm. say. And prepare, Auntie. Even us mums, we have to prepare. You got, <laughs> you got to have that foresight. <laughs> Yeah, make sure you got options. <laughs> Have options. Yeah. No lastminute.com, auntie. Mum's always got to be prepared. Have some options. Yeah, okay. not to say that I'm prepared all the time, but hey. <laughs> um, then uh, we had another question as well that pertained to 
um, my comment where I had backpedaled, didn't I, last week? Mm -hmm. I expressed, I had a confessional mm -hmm. where I backpedaled on, well, you can hear the zest in my voice today, can't you guys? <laughs> I'm back on my... <laughs> I'm back on my plant-based diet, darling, <laughs> and I'm full of zest and energy. No, let's take the diet out there, please. Oh. Plant-based living. Plant-based liberty, darling. <laughs> yes, I'm full of vitality and full of sprite today. Okay. Answer the question, please. <laughs> right, so she said... Um, um, she said, I noted that you mentioned that your body was craving bad food and the brain was telling me not to eat it. And my experience is that it's the other way around. What is the science behind this? Is the brain telling the body that this is what it wants or the other way around? The body telling the brain. Well, <clears throat> the body, my body had sent instructions to my, ba my brain basically saying, don't you remember this? Don't you remember how delicious that was? My body holds, it holds memories, yeah? Um, we could get deep into this, but we'll keep it very basic and very layman. But I was being very clear in terms of my body had a craving, it sent ideas to my brain. I then did what my body told me. Instead of me saying, no, you're gonna have to relax your skin. I'm not, <laughs> yeah, I didn't listen um, to, um, what I knew was now better and I followed my body's little craving echo of the past and I chose now you said what kind of how is this supported if you wanted to look into this um, prior to attending our next event where we'll be de delving into this type of subject matter more deeply on May the Saturday May the 12th we're going to be having an event and we'll be touching on these such subjects but in in during the interim you perhaps you could look into something by dr bruce lipton mm. the biology of belief and get a get a grip and an understanding in terms of how we how we relate with our body temple you know the body houses all of these cells trillions and trillions of cells that follow our governance and this journey is a is one of self mastery so to speak so we we're here to grow develop and um, practice self-discipline learn how to listen to what the body is saying to us um, and have a better discernment in terms of is this good? Is this not great for me? Is this habit or is this like something we know, don't we, innately? We do. I mean, I want to add to that. There's a few things I want to add to that. So um, one thing is metaphysics and quantum physics. So mm. if you look these up, if you look, go and kind of do a bit of research on this as well. That would help because it explains about thoughts and you know emotions and chemical reactions and what happens when we have certain types of thoughts mm -hmm. and, you know so we must remember that that is very much our, our thought process what we think what we believe will impact on us in in one or another way mm -hmm. okay so that's really important to understand the other thing is which is for judusha so when your body was sending these signals what i want to ask is was that food already at easy reach within your home yes girl <laughs> Calling my name, hey. Yeah. Because the thing is, if you crave that, and it wasn't in your home, would you have gone to the shops to get no, it? No, I wouldn't have. Okay, so what is that telling us as well? It's telling me that I already premeditated and had it there <laughs> up in the yard. You know, I won't lie. 
I'm not gonna lie. So you, so basically, your body was only craving for it because you knew it was there. Yeah. Yes, I did know it was there, and I put it there. Right. And then let me tell you, <laughs> the consequences were real, and they were something that I feel in my. So, so what I'm saying then is that if you instead didn't have that there, would you crave a slice, you know, a chunk of cucumber? No, honey. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, let's keep it real, okay? So, but, but like, if it wasn't there and you were craving something, would you have taken a piece no, of No, if it stay? wasn't there, I probably would have went for the homemade banana ice cream that you taught me how to make. Right. I would have done something like that. And, you know, it was good because like we talked about last week, yeah. it alerted me and my body said, hey, no, uh-uh, no. So my body was very awake. Right. Right? And it said, no, Tem, stop. Mm. And it really ignited a new re-inspiration in me. Like, okay, it's not an option anymore. There's no looking back. You know, I don't need... Because there's loads of people saying they've got aches and pains and this. And I'm skipping around feeling great. And then I'm having one moment of palatal bliss or a couple, few days of palatal bliss and then my knees are crunching. Oh no, homie. I think I can say no to the white flower moving forward. Right, okay. And that therein, I think, answers, also answers that, that um, question. Because if you know your body's going to crave a certain thing, then you don't have it around you. Yeah. So then you're going to have to make an alternative. Right. Choice. So that's kind of what I wanted to add to that. Yes. And that, if we kind of go back to the children now, nourishment versus punishment. So if we want our children to eat a certain way and behave a certain way, it really starts with learnt behaviour. Right. And that's about leading by example. Right. And the best thing is starting it from the a outset. young age. Even pre-birth. If you can. If you can. If you really are organised and know when you're going to have your babies and you say, right, I want to get pregnant now and have a baby, then you can set that environment up way before you get to that point. But if you're like the majority of us that never know that you're ready to have a baby, but then the baby just makes an appearance, then maybe, you you, you know, that's something you can, once it, you get to that point, you can start putting that into practice. Mm. But however, when, once the baby's born, you have the opportunity to really create some really healthy and well habits but they've got to start with you as a parent so we cannot tell our children to do something if we're not willing to do it ourselves exactly so learnt behavior they they learn by what they see what you do rather than what you say exactly so going back to this whole like body craving certain things if it's not in your reach if i don't have crisps in my house my son can crave crisps all day long but he's not going to have them because right. i haven't got them in my house right and you taught me that because when i did the reset um, you told me that white crisps, because I was buying my daughter kettle crisps, mm. and you were like, no, they're no good for the for Well, you. what I said, because I really don't like to use that word, like, good and bad. Okay. And what I said is that, is that with crisps, because they have to be fried, and because when you fry potatoes, they create a film, a plastic film on, called acrylamide. And this acrylamide is something the body doesn't really know what to do with. Mm. So this is why I'm not too keen on my son eating crisps. Is that even in kettle crisp? Because that's what I used to give to my daughter. It's a potato. So if I'm doing potatoes at home, I will part bomb my potatoes. So I half cook them mm -hmm. to soften them before I, will, before I put them in the oven. Now the only way, the only time I don't really do that is if I'm making a jacket potato. Right. But I'm not putting, I'm not usually cooking them in fat. Right. So when we fry potatoes in, and potatoes not the only thing. There are other, there are other vegetables as well that when we fry them in, in the fat, 
and we haven't parked all of them first, broken down some of these substances within them, it, it creates a plastic film around it. And this plastic film, once again, the body doesn't know what to do with it. So I don't, I'm not really keen on giving my son crisps. I don't have them in the house, but occasionally if we go around to a family member's, then he might ask for one and I will just say, okay, yes, have one bag. Mm -hmm. But because it's not something we have in a home, mm -hmm. so it's not something he's eating on a regular basis. It's right. a very rare occasion that he will have a packet of crisps. Right. You know, so yeah. it's those things as well. They're not in the house. He's not really a big fan of chocolate, which is great for me. Not really a big, big fan of sweets, which is also great for me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we will have some alternatives that... How, what, yeah, what kind of alternatives are good for children in terms of sweets? Because when you're talking about the crisps, I immediately introduce planting chips. Uh, he will like, he will have crisps. some planting chips occasionally, mm -hmm. he likes that. And also we, we get these organic kind of corn chips as well. So they're non-GMO, mm -hmm. organic, he will have that. And then I will usually get him some hummus so he can dip that in some yeah. hummus and stuff like that. The olive. Yeah, he's a fan of olives and you know the, the the cucumber carrot sticks as well so just and then I, I i like to bake so i usually make him cookies homemade cookies mm. and he quite likes that as well and then he is a bit of a bread he does like bread but because i bake my own bread but i'm able to give him that and then he's able to have that with some like he's a big fan now okay given that obviously you're a naturopath and a nutritionist and a cook and everything mm -hmm. um there are parents out there that don't have the time to be baking their own bread mm -hmm. what kind of recommendations would you give them in terms of making sandwiches for packed lunches mm. and you know and healthy snacks as in my mind i was like oh when i was young i used to love peanut butter and celery mm. that's an american special but that, their, their peanut butter is so full of sugar but mm. now i use whole earth which has no additives yeah no yeah sugar yeah. and stuff but it's still a delicious Weird combination, but really delicious. Yeah, they do. They do. Um, I've seen that. I've mm. seen. I mean, I haven't done it myself, but I've seen celery with peanut butter. I mean, the, the, unfortunately, in this country, you cannot have peanuts in school. Oh, right. That's because right. of nut allergies, you right. just can't do it. Yeah. Um. So you got to think. You got to be once again. You got to be creative. You got to be um. Think of what the kids like. And I mean, my son has a food flask because most of the time I send him with a bit of food in his food flask. Right. For you know, for him. To have at lunchtime. Yeah, me too. He, he rarely has a sandwich, but when he does has a sandwich, you know, I, I make the bread. But if you want to buy bread, get some really good quality sourdough bread, organic bread, or fermented bread. Try and make it sourdough or fermented because it, it, it helps to break down some of the. What's heart. this new charcoal bread? Do you recommend that? I mean, to be honest with you, charcoal, I mean, it depends. If it's just bread with a bit of charcoal in, then what's the point? If it's kind of sourdough and fermented, so you've done some, and then you add in the charcoal with it, then yeah, that might have some benefits. But I just think there's always something that's trendy. Mm. It's always something on trend. Yeah. You know, and I think keep it simple, go back to basics. You know, personally, if you if your child likes like bits of, you know, I'm, I'm glad my son likes hummus, so I can start in the summer as it gets warmer. I can do with little pots of hummus, some olives, some vegetables, you know, a few little bits and pieces that I know who enjoy eating. Mm. You know, then he'll have like a little meze for lunch. Yeah, you know, a little interesting meze. Yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah, I love that. So you know, you you just got to be be creative. See what they like. See how you can create something fun with that and and put it together for them. So with this nourishment versus punishment we really are talking about you know trying to keep raise them as natural as possible mm -hmm. so make the food choices as natural as possible but at the same time nurture them and you know and nurturing is not easy because not everyone has that nurturing kind of like um brought up in a nurturing way so I don't know how to nurture a child you know what I mean so it's something you may have to learn 
or cultivate within yourself and that you know and that's another th aspect that I wanted to echo as well in terms of nurturing is not just about what you eat mm -mm. nurturing is also about the mind mm -hmm. piece as well mm -hmm. um, which better it supports the body mm -hmm. and the soul and one spirit yeah the whole the whole of our being the holistic approach yeah mm. you know uh, to not acknowledge all aspects of ourselves i think that has just worn thin and i feel that um now is the time for us to just re-educate ourselves but i mean just to come take it um to where to bring it back to the the focus today children so we have a responsibility as parents and adults around them to really nurture um a child to have to understand what it means to listen to their own inner being, their own intuition, their mm -hmm. own inner guidance. You know, and we're talking about like things like, um, you get that gut feeling. Mm -hmm. So people talk about gut feeling and what they maybe don't realize that the physiology behind that is that the stomach has a lot of receptors in that, a lot of immune system receptors, a lot of um, nervous system receptors, you know? So if you think that when you get that butterflies, that gut feeling, that is like your your some people say second brain some of us say it's your first brain mm. you know that is that is your brain and it is something within your stomach something you can trust when you learn absolutely how to read it. so how do we teach how do we nurture children to trust their gut feeling their intuition their inner guidance instead of fearing it mm. or worrying about let it let that guide them so we have to now talk about these things have these conversations with our children and talk about you know this gut feeling or this this butterfly feeling they get and say okay that is the your body's way of talking to you mm -hmm. of communicating with you so let's find out how we can better understand what it's saying to you and tune into that so right. when you because we can nurture our children and raise them in in a certain way okay however as they as they become teenagers they have a bit more freedom and that freedom means that they go off to school they've got to make choices for themselves they choose who their friends are, despite what we say or what we want for them. They're going to choose who their friends are. So they're going to be influenced by that as well. So if we can nurture them from a very young age, you know, and make sure they're really nourished in a really healthy way, then that will never leave them. Mm. Even if they make choices that are not the best choices for them, mm. if they can tune in and really understand that, that, that kind of the butterflies, that gut feeling, is their way of telling them when something is right for them. Or something's not right for them then we, we we can just know that we've done the best we can with them and at some point even if they fall off or slip they're going to come back to the person you, you helped raise them to be you know cultivate that that self-awareness like mm -hmm. you said with the mind piece cultivate that you have all the answers within you even as a child you have that well that's what education is about mm. it means to bring that which dwell within out into express, expression right. so we are our own book mm. we, there are the, the solutions are dwell within us so it's mm. just about you know and communication is a big piece with children uh, we're living in a very modern day and age now where there's lots of technology technology and gadgets and so on and so forth which is good which is fine and very useful but you know it's also very empowering to teach children how to communicate mm. and to make sure that we take the time out to how are you doing son how are you mm. doing darling have a conversation 
um, allow them to express themselves yeah. unconditionally. Mm. You know, just listen. The art of listening is so powerful where you just listen and hear where they're coming from without interjecting and interrupting and correcting and criticizing. Allow them to express and maybe ask them questions to see if they can unearth their own answers. Well, what do you think um, you should do? What do you think would be the best or the ideal um, approach to it? Well, I don't know. Okay, lay it out for them. Hmm. Teach them about critical thinking because these techno these um, phones and computers and stuff, they're all well and good but they're getting smarter than our actual children these days. And we need to get our children, when you take those devices away from them, or if there's an electromagnetic pulse strike, for instance, and then everything's wiped out, how the heaven are they gonna... Um, they can't function. How are they gonna function? Because they, they remember, this new generation have been grown up with technology. Right. And they, 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 they don't know how to function without technology. You see groups of children walking down the street and they're all texting, they're texting each other and they're walking. But you know what, you say that, but you know, I have been in a room with children and adults all on their um, t on the, um, technology, on their gadgets. Well, you know, and this... So know, this is what we're talking about, nourishment versus punishment. Right. And it would seem like, oh, you know, you're keeping your child up with the times and mm. keeping up with the Joneses and they have what everyone else has and they feel that, they feel that, inner greatness because they've got what Tom, Dick and Vanessa has or what have you. But do you have a relationship? Do you talk? Do my, you engage with them? Right. When my daughter comes in from school, that phone goes down in the kitchen and it's on charge. And she is home and we are interacting. There's homework, there's um, talking time. We sit down at the table, we have a meal together, we cuddle, we read, we play games, there's no TV Monday to Friday in my house, Saturday, Sunday, you might get a one, two hour of television. Yes, it, it means that you have to actually parent your children, okay? It means that we actually have to give them time and energy. I know we're tired, I know we've been working, okay? But we can find and incorporate, sometimes I'm on the, t on the couch, my eyes are closed while my baby's reading to me. I'm exhausted, mm, yeah? Mm. But she, I'm, she's reading to me. And I'm, 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 my eyes might be closed, but I'm taking in what she's saying. Mm. And then I'm able to say, yeah, oh, that's very, wow, excellent um, mm. job. I like how you um, used those, broke those letters down phonically, blah, blah, blah. Just small, those tiny little things are so profoundly important to them. Do you know what I mean? So um, the nurturing, mm -hmm. it's... It's, it's, it's whatever energy we put into a situation. It's like when you cook, mm. right, on your Instagram page, yeah. She plays some tunes in the kitchen when she throws down. And let me tell you, I just had some banana bread. Mm -mm. <laughs> Moist-like, okay. And the other day she made some cashew nut frosting on some, oh my gosh, yo. You just keep listening to them tunes, okay. <laughs> she put so much love into her cooking. And... It's the truth, because when I, if I, it hasn't happened for a good long time, but I do notice if I'm in a good place, that meal comes out sweet. Mm. And most of the time my food is sweet, so I give thanks to that, right? Mm. Mm. But if there's something 
tilling on my mind and I'm not consciously I'm not present when I'm preparing that food it's likely that food isn't going to taste very delicious so don't make it then yeah well don't I've learned that then. lesson now and that hasn't happened for a long time but I'm just saying that, you know go ahead okay so I'm kind of like let, I'm going back to that question we had at the beginning from last week okay okay so when 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 the the um Mrs. T, Mrs. T. Yeah. When she made the meal for the for the children, mm -hmm. I wonder if she was stressed about making this meal. I wonder if there was too much stress going on behind mm. the the process, you know, behind mm. her making this meal, or maybe that's what came out in the meal. Right. The stress of having to feed these children. Yeah. That were not. And did she have work that day? Yeah. She, you know what kind? Of, how much sleep did she have? Right. Is so she what, used to dealing with children? Was that because if you you find that I I quite enjoy being in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. I get fun putting things together and cutting and chopping and stuff like that. But it takes time. Yeah. And it's not everyone's forte. Right. So if you're in there and you're you feel stressed and pressured to produce a meal that is going to feed um you know to feed someone and you're not sure whether they're going to like it maybe that's what came out in the food mm. so also that's really important that you you make your meals at a time when you can really put some of that really great energy into the food right. and, and this is what you, you get back. and if you are if you are tired just be conscious that what you're feeling and vibing you are imbibing into the food or yeah. into whatever you're doing mm. and that includes into your children because mm. um you made a valid point when we were talking prior to the recording mm -hmm. um in terms of you how you emit the vibration that you're emitting or mm. the feelings that you're that sets the trend for the whole household mm. your children pick up on that it's energy it's energy you and know you've walked into a room right and you've like the energy's just been like it's quite off, and you're like you just feel oh, doesn't feel right, doesn't feel right, doesn't mm -hmm. feel right. And you walked into another room at another time, and you felt energy just felt really like you just feel coming, and you're happy, and you're right. laughing, and you're smiling, and like you're like I'm here, right? You know, so you can pick up on energy just like we can pick up on energy. So can our children, even more so, even more so. They're mm. like they're like animals. Mm. They're so pure. They're so. Uh, sensitive mm, to the you energy know, you, mm. you we may brush them off and say nothing and what have you mm. but they see and they feel and they pick up on mm. and they learn and another thing you know they learn patience from us mm. they learn resentment they learn how to carry feelings from mm. us when we don't forgive them quickly and we're flinging the past in their face see we must we have to be extremely mindful on the types of conversation we have around our children oh, yeah. and the type of conversation we have about certain situations around our children yep because this if that is a negative conversation they're going to pick up on that negative yep. energy okay especially um just let's just go over here really quickly because i realized that time we're coming to um to wind it up now mm -hmm. so if you've if you've had a break a breakdown of a relationship and so the parents are no longer together. As a mother, you gotta be really mindful of how you talk about yeah. the absent parent oh, around yeah. your child. Very We've got very to be important. mindful. Yes. Because what we don't what we really need to be mindful about is 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 the type of child we're trying to raise in terms mm -hmm. of how they you know, what the language they use. Yeah. You know, how the respect they have for the absent parent.
because it, just because we may no longer be in that relationship with him, it doesn't mean that we must then project that yeah, absolutely. And, and subject that onto the children. We have to be mindful because yeah. we, we, we can really set them up for punishment yep. at a later stage in their life. It's going gonna, it's gonna to torment them. It's going to punish them. We don't we really want to focus on nourishing them, yeah. nurturing them, cultivating that sense of wellness within them, mm. no matter what situation I find myself There's in. There's a lot of children running around, blotchy skin and dark rings underneath their eyes, uh, malnutrition and their cerebralizing, their thought process is not enlivened, they're not happy, they do not know how to break those cycles and the parents themselves um, they they're seeking they would love an opportunity to break those cycles but they're not clear on how but we've got to remember just quickly i think um just to add to what you're saying we're seeing more and more children five six seven eight suffering with depression which is suffering with depression okay that i mean this is another topic now we can't even go into that now because we're winding this one up but why are these children suffering with depression well, it's an extension of what's going on for the parents and, you know, and the environment around them. It's social media. I mean, let's not get on this topic now because we'll be here forever. We'll be here forever. So and again, it can even, it can really even, there's so many different levels mm. to wellness, mm. right? And when you open and you just open up your mind a little bit more and just take on new information without judgment just to hear it out before mm. because it's you, it doesn't make sense you're saying ruling things out when you have no information mm. about it you've got to at least um the minute you're give yourself the capacity to listen you're giving yourself an presenting yourself with an opportunity to learn mm. you cannot learn anything new if you close your eyes your ears and your mind mm. to seeing things in a different way and i think that now we're coming as we're understanding ourselves as spiritual beings mm. or having a human experience that is really opening up pandora's box so to speak and looking at uh, um incarnation okay that's now that's a whole new topic right so but we have yeah. to let it be known yeah that those are spectrums that we have visited and things that we are able to to, to talk about but we're taking baby steps yeah and I think with our children, when we raise them, we have to raise them holistically, right. like you said, mind, body, soul, spirit. So we have to let them understand that they have a belief system, you know, but what do, is that belief system serving them? Is it nourishing them or is it punishing them? Mm. So they can, they can be raised to make healthy, well decisions about their actions and about their behaviours and all that type, you know, all these things that are going to mm. keep them balanced and stable mm. and content mm. and with that Chidusha oh man it's going to take too long we yes. can't go on <laughs> we've already like gone way over so. have we yeah okay guys it's been a pleasure what will we be talking about next week oh my gosh there's so much I mean like even we just started touching on some you know depression mm. amongst our young people that could be something we could like go on to because that just seems to be you know, the increase why is there such a huge increase in depression Especially, you know, in our in our young males, for example, young boys. Yeah. What you know, what is this about? Let's talk about that. Yeah. Maybe we need to. Yeah, maybe we'll have some. We'll we'll do some more research in terms of yeah. what we've got 
in our pool pocket and we also want to know what would you like us to talk about yeah. what kind of questions do you have for us email sharon so that's sharon s-h-a-r-o-n at core c-o-r-e o-f-l-i-f-e dot co dot uk core of life dot co dot uk and you can email me at jadusha j-a-h-d-u-s-h-a at naturalhairweekly.com Oh, in the topics, just put Wellness Wednesdays. If you just type Wellness Wednesdays in the topic and then ask us your questions and then we can uh, we can answer those. Don't forget, we've got the Na- Naha Conversations coming up Saturday the 12th of May mm-hmm. at the Pure Nest Cafe 176 to 178 Fortis Green Road, London N10 3DU. Yeah. So tickets are should be available from the end of this week. But in the meantime, if you want to know more information about that, if you want to um, reserve your 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 space and your place, um, you can email us again at one of those email addresses. Mm. And in the topic, you can put um, Naha Conversations, more information, and we can just yeah, we can help you. And yeah, you. there's going to be two naturopaths, an allergen specialist, brain specialist. Um, we're going to have someone there reading auras. Uh, we're going to have you're going to be provided uh, a wonderful um, vegetarian plant-based meal, and there'll be things on sale there as well. And it's just going to be a beautiful space where you can break bread and have that kind of conversation. You can pose any questions or areas that you'd like us to address um, um, prior to the event via mm-hmm. email. Um, yeah, so we're. But re- we need you to come and get engaged. We need to have this conversation live, face to face. So you can see us and we can see you. It's about energy exchange mm. and it's about love and engaging. Yeah. And conversing. Yeah. And just being one big social. Yeah. It's, social it's, community, it's about community. love for me. Mm. And I love you. Mm. I love you guys. I love me. Yeah, and that, that's the whole premise of Namaste, right? We're undivisable. Mm, the love in me um, receives the love in you or, or something like that. Well, well right. yeah, we're, we're one. Mm. Separatism is just it's, it's this divide and conquer thing. It has to cease. And the change starts with me. Mm. Be the change you want to see in the world and be of service. And love, knowledge is to be shared, not harbored. Mm. So we're sharing. So That's prayfully, well. you receive us well. And on that note, we're going to love you and we're going to leave you. Thank you for listening and speak to you next Wednesday. All right. Bye for now. Peace. <laughs>